Hello, hello, and welcome to today's episode of Saddest Night Out. My name is Roy, and I am the host of this daily podcast, which is primarily about music and creative culture in London. Pardon me while I take off my hoodie here. Could I have done that before I pressed record? Yeah, but that would be too easy. I would like to make Monday episodes something of a catch-up, hence the name of this episode. I can talk about all that went down last week, and what I'm hoping to do in this coming week. And then with the next episode, I'll see whether I achieved what I was planning to do last week, and so on and so forth. I'm almost 30, folks. I've got to start thinking about the future. I don't know how many more years I've got left in me. My back keeps doing this thing where I feel like it could give out at any moment. So I'm on, a th- I'm on thin ice here, folks. Last week was a busy one. Oh, actually, let me start by saying that I am turning 30 on Wednesday. There was a time when I thought I would get to 200 episodes before my birthday. I think it's safe to say that's not going to happen, but it's okay. You know what? Life gets in the way sometimes, and you learn to roll with the punches. I do, however, have a show that I'm playing next week, Tuesday, 30th of July, at Road Trip and the Workshop. Come on down. You can finally put a face to the voice that is this podcast. Check out some of the other artists that I've been championing. And they are Lorraine, Jack Mann, and Haley Solace. It's going to be a real good time, but it's kind of exclusive. It's for those in the know. If you're at that show, it's because you know someone who knows about the show. Most likely because you know me. It's not on Facebook. It's not all over social media that I really should post something there. But it will hopefully be filled with people who are really engaged rather than people who are just passively there. Anyway, that's a rant for another episode. Mondays. We catch up on the previous week, we make plans for this week. So, what happened last week? Well, I recorded some of my favourite episodes that I've ever recorded, both with Ben Beckentoy and Lou, episodes 174 and 175. Fantastic deep dives. And I'm looking at my list of episodes now on SoundCloud. Going back a little way, Marianne Rose, episode 159. I've got to credit Marianne for that, because she... With her episode, it set a benchmark for what I'm thinking of as appointment episodes. In the early stages, maybe season one, I don't even know what to call it, but the early stages of this podcast, I would go to shows and talk to people spontaneously. Then I would go to open, I'd host open mics and afterwards or beforehand talk to people spontaneously. Now I'm entering a phase where I'm making an appointment to see someone specifically to talk to them at a more in-depth level about what they do. Marianne Rose was the start of that. Ant Henson was the first time I did that via the internet with Skype, episodes 159, 160. But these most recent two, 174 and 175, were also appointment episodes, in-depth conversations with people about a particular subject, about them in general. And I really enjoyed them. I think they both came out really well. And I'm again grateful to Ben and Lou for their time. And Kenneth from episode, what, seven? OG of the podcast, Kenneth, who introduced me to Lou, and Lou, who introduced me to Ben. Thank you all very much. Also played a show last week. Yesterday, actually, less than 24 hours ago, I was at the Stag's Head in Hoxton, playing as part of the Paper Boat Collective. I played, was it four songs? Let's see, I played... Yes, I played four songs. Me on electric guitar with my pedal. No backing track, no looping or anything. Just playing the songs. A bit of an experiment for me. At this stage, I feel as though there are three phases of Roy live. There's loads of Japanese bands. There's me on an acoustic guitar at the open mics. 
There's me playing with a backing track at the Saddest Night Out shows. And there's me playing electric guitar solo, which I did last night. It was a really fun night. I ended up being part of the house band. I was on drums. Sean, friend of the podcast, was on bass. There was rapping, freestyling happening. There was a cover song played. Whole bunch of bands, whole bunch of artists played. It was a really good time. Great atmosphere. Got home at 1am, but that's par for the course these days. So that happened last night. Sydney over at Caffrey has been doing a lot of building and I am in awe of his engineering skills because some of the stuff he's built, I don't even know how he planned to build it or how he went about building it, but it is very impressive. So I've been busy over there doing some heavy lifting, slowly earning his respect. He considers me to be quite posh, I think largely because of the way I talk, but when he sees me, you know, breaking out a sweat and doing some heavy lifting alongside him and helping him out, I think he thinks, okay, yeah, well, you know, he can he can roll his sleeves up and get dirty with it from time to time that's that's good to see and i have been doing the open mics as usual and putting the word out about this show next week what i'm hoping to do this week first of all my birthday is wednesday but i'll be at the open mic on saturday i reached out to a whole bunch of people via instagram people who had played my open mics and i said to them thanks for coming i do a podcast i'd love to talk to you for it and i think i've started to hone my pitch to people about being on the podcast. So I have a lot of potential guests for future episodes. And this week, I'll hopefully be talking to some of those people or at least arranging a time to talk to them. So there might be a few more appointment episodes. They might not all be half an hour, but hopefully they will all be a good time. I've also really enjoyed last night at the show. I mentioned while on stage that I have a podcast called Saddest Night Out and someone came up to me and said, hey, I couldn't find your podcast. And I said, oh, saddest has two Ds in it. They typed it in, and there I was. And that felt awesome to have such a clear and widely available calling card. And I need to build upon that, firstly, by setting up a website. I need to set up saddestnightout.com and get that going. The show last night, if you searched for the stag's head on Google Maps, you would see a link to the show that was happening because there's a Facebook post about it. Now, I've been a little bit hesitant to put up a Facebook post. My thinking being, we are all in the wider scheme of things, nobodies. And I'm a little against putting up a Facebook post about an event and having three or four people say, yes, they're interested, and that's it. The mentality, the ethos behind what I'm doing now is that at the early stages of this type of artistic endeavor, you are your biggest cheerleader. You are the only one really championing yourself and saying, no, you should do this. You might have some people close to you, friends or family who say, no, yes, you are on the right track, but you are more likely to have people say, music, are you sure? It's such a risky thing to do. Maybe you should do it on the side, do this instead. For me, at this early stage, I think it is incredibly important to have opportunities to really indulge in the positive side of pursuing this that is what is most likely to make you want to continue doing it which is why at the open mics particularly if it's your first time i'm the most attentive i'm attentive to everyone as i said before but particularly those who are doing it for the first time because i know pardon that noise just plugging in my charger i know from experience that if you have a good time at the first time you're more inclined to continue and see it through Imagine how many Adele's we might have lost over time because they tried their first attempt. It was not positive and that was enough to dismay them from ever pursuing it. 
fair enough to some degree you've got to have tough enough stuff to keep going but it can help to have an encouraging first experience that is what i want to build with these nights saddest night out boy is my throat dry but we're going to power through folks i want because you can play some shows at reputable venues but there'll be a lot of pressure on you to sell a certain number of tickets bring a certain number of people and then you can get there and play a great show but the thing you'll take away is that oh it was a really cool venue but i only had four or five people in the audience and that negativeness will outweigh the positive of playing a good show whereas at this venue road trip and the workshop this basement venue it's intimate whether it's five pe- whether it is five people or 50 it will still feel cool and i can't stress enough how important it is for that feeling to resonate with you when you are playing at these early stages not only would it feel cool but hopefully in seeing each other perform will all because i'm encouraging other performers to come and check out these shows because those other performers might end up on a future bill and it would be great if they could support us now so that we can support them later etc but mostly i want the other performers from open mics to see some of their fellow performers play a full show so they themselves can think I want to do that, right, let me start putting in the work so I can get up there and be worthy of that stage and put in a really good show. What I also quite like them to think is to watch someone else and think, oh, I could do better than that. Let me make sure when I get the chance, I can up the ante and be even better. Because that type of healthy competition is what sharpens the sword and leads to the best end results. Emphasis on friendly competition, though. No sabotage or anything, just mutual inspiration and encouragement that's what i'm trying to foster with these nights so i want to lower the risk stakes so that the performer can focus on their performance because at open mics it can often be an extension of the rehearsal and just getting used to being in front of an audience and being with a microphone at my shows i want you to really start to tap into the performance aspect and feel like yes you are an artist on a bill as part of a show so let me deliver a show that's what i want to spark in these performers as well as in myself the first one i did i had my lyrics on stage with me which is very unprofessional i don't intend to do that for this next one i'm already ex- i've got the set list in mind and i'm quite excited about what i'll be bringing to the stage i'm also really excited about who is likely to attend because by some accidental stroke of genius i think i put the word out about the show a little late last time i did it the weekend before the show was tuesday 25th i put the word out maybe saturday but i put the word out by reaching out to specific people people who knew me personally and thus were more inclined to come not just on social media as a blanket hey i'm playing a show because that can be really passive people can just scroll past that and be like oh that seems cool and forget it but if i reach out to you and you have to reply to me personally, that makes you feel more attached to the show and more inclined to come. Or if you don't come, you'll at least say to me personally, hey, sorry, I couldn't make it. And, and these were the golden words, but I'll try, I'll definitely be there for the next one. Couldn't make it to this one, but I'll come to the next one. So this is the next one. And I've told people in more advance. So it's looking like I will hopefully, because you never know until the night, but hopefully I will bring more people to this show. And after this show, it will have to be the performance that makes people want to come back because I can't, there's only so many times you can tug at the personal heartstrings or lean on the people who know you personally and say, hey, can you come to my show? Too many times in too quick a succession and they'll start to see it as a chore, start to resent it and start saying, oh, I went last time, I can't come this time. So there has to be some momentum. 
something building to warrant them returning. So, but I do need to at some point start establishing more of an online presence. I was actually flirting with the idea of deleting all of my older posts on my Instagram and starting from scratch. I haven't posted since October. And those posts were open mics from ages ago. So what I have representing me online is not accurate to what I'm up to now. The only accurate representation of me now online is the podcast. And for a while, I've been happy with that being the main representation of me, my main calling card. As I mentioned earlier, if you search for me on Spotify or Apple Music or YouTube, you find that and that feels great. But I feel like I should have at least for the other artists I maybe should have something else I still don't want to do the Facebook I don't know what it is but when my gut so strongly is against something sometimes I'm inclined to listen to it same with Instagram I haven't posted since October and every time I've thought to post my gut has just thought "Mm, maybe not, I don't know and that stopped me so those are thoughts and feelings I need to address in this coming week as well as talking to some more people when I spoke to Lou for episode 175 and he talked about how he felt quite emotional to the point of tears during his show. I can sympathize. The, the moment that really shook me, or moments, one was when one of my fellow performers in the June show told me that a friend of theirs came, they didn't know they were coming, they haven't seen them for years, and they're here for this show. I didn't plan for that, I didn't see that coming, that hit me. But the biggest thing that hit me was when my dad showed up, I didn't know he was coming. And that was when I forgot I was essentially on the clock with a job to do, and was just, oh my god, my dad's here. And then I had to try and bring myself back to being professional. So I, can, I appreciate Lou sharing that with me and I, I sympathise with that. Ben gave me a lot of lessons to learn as far as professionalism is concerned. And what, it, what true passion means when it comes to music. And I've got a lot of people I will hopefully be talking to. And more that I can add to that list as well. And with each person I will put a word in their ear that I'm playing a show on Tuesday. Thank you so much by the way to... Lorraine and Jackman and Juliet who came to my show last night it was fantastic to have you to be there I appreciate the support and I look forward to seeing you all if not before at my next show at Road Trip and the Workshop hopefully well Jack and Lorraine are playing but hopefully Juliet can make it as well she's been a fantastic supporter and she makes great music too so those are my main priorities the open mics although I'm looking to step back a bit in August from the open mics to focus more on building what Saddest Night Out can be, both for myself and the other artists with whom I work. So it's about looking at my re-establishing and re-evaluating my online presence as Saddest Night Out, preparing for next week's show, which I think will be really fun, hosting the open mics, recording some podcast episodes. Those are the main objectives for this week. And next Monday's episode will be when I look back on this one and see how I did. There aren't any shows that I'll be going to this week, although I have seen that El Devine is playing Seabright Arms tomorrow, on Thursday, I think. And I'll be near Seabright Arms because I'll be hosting at the Nelson. So who knows, maybe it's a real long shot, such a long shot that I'm not counting on it, but if I could record a podcast with El Devine, I really hope I'm saying that right. It might be El Devine, L-D-E-V-I-N-E. Devine, Devine, let me know in the comments below. That's what YouTubers say. But that's the main objective for me this week. I hope you don't mind these episodes where it's just me talking and it's not an interview. I really enjoy the interviews, but sometimes 
I'm noticing more and more, every time I talk to someone, I it becomes an elevator pitch. It almost becomes a rant because I've got all these ideas swirling around in my head. And I'm thinking maybe I should get them off my chest on the podcast so that when I talk to people, I can just talk to people instead of at, at maximum speed. So there might be a few more episodes like this. And it's not just to juice the numbers and try and get to 200 as soon as possible. I'll get to 200 when I get to 200. No pressure. But I hope you are all still along for the ride. And do please share this with your friends, etc. Let them know, especially if you've been on the podcast. You know, Put the word out there. Tell them you've been on the podcast. Looking at my stats, that's another thing I might do on these Monday episodes. Look back on the stats and who's listening and where, etc. Over the last... Uh, my top play tracks are Ben, episode 174. Not the music episode I had planned, episode 9. And Fur, the old blue last, episode 11. I don't know why episodes 9 and episodes 11 have been popular. But I have had 9 listens from Indonesia. I think there's at least someone out there who's a huge fan of Fur. And tends to really enjoy my episodes with them. I don't know what episode 9 is about, but I'm glad someone out there is enjoying it. 11, how long ago was this though? Is this from the last week? Yes, this is from the 16th to the 22nd of July. So literally the last 7 days. Episode 174, episode 9, episode 11 are my most popular episodes. 11 plays from America, 10 from UK, 9 from Indonesia. 9 from Jakarta, Indonesia. 3 from Santa Cruz, California. 3 from Poplar in the UK. On Saturday, there were three plays of Ben, two plays of Lou, and those were the most plays I had within one day. I've had 38 plays this week. Bit quiet, I have had more in the past, but I didn't do that many episodes, and I haven't really been shouting about these episodes either, so there's still room for improvement, as far as, that's as far as SoundCloud is concerned. Over on Podbean, which gives me some more stats regarding Spotify, Apparently, how long, how much time are we talking about? From, this is the whole month, from July 1st to July 22nd. I've had 189 downloads, 107 from the UK, 41 from the US, 7 from France, 5 from Greece, 4 from Germany. So hello to everyone out there, wherever you are, for listening. 38% from Spotify. My top 10 episodes, in at number 10, it's one episode 162, Andres Vicente. Number 9 is episode 1, Me Washing the Dishes. Number 10 had two downloads. Number 9 had five downloads. Number 8 is episode 155. New music, Deep, Tan, Goom, Mintfield and more. Five downloads. In at number 7, it's Kenneth Boville at Caffrey Studios. Episode 144 with seven downloads. Number 6 is episode 175. Lou Talks Midnight Rotations. 16 downloads. Next, it's episode 173. Lorraine discusses her debut EP, Drift Away. 19 downloads. Next, it's episode 170. Headlined in London and other thoughts. 20 downloads. Next, episode 174. Ben Beckentoy, that's in at number 3 with 21 downloads. In at number 2, it's Pete Ritchie at the Nelsons. Episode 171 with 23 downloads. And in at number 1, my most popular episode this month. Episode 172, Cement Ship, Adam Wed and Laura Jane Meads at The Plough. 32 downloads. Woof! It feels weird being a celebrity, I tell you. I can barely walk out my front door without people wanting an autograph. Yes, those are somewhat humble numbers, but there are numbers nonetheless. Someone out there is listening, most likely my dad. Thank you very much for doing so. Please do spread the word. 
That's another thing I can do with these Monday episodes. Look at the stats and that way put more effort into trying to grow those numbers instead of just letting them stay where they are. I owe it to the people I've spoken to to try and spread the word as much as possible about the fact that I've spoken to them. So, how many minutes is that now? About 59? 20 minutes. Should I call it one there? Yeah, I think I should. So, working on my online presence, having some more episodes, open mics, preparing for next week's show, and trying to put the word out there about the podcast. That will be my homework for this week. Otherwise, thank you all very much for listening. I hope I haven't bored you too much with these episodes. Don't forget, Tuesday 30th of July, next Tuesday, I'm playing at Road Trip and the Workshop. If you are a fan of this podcast, if I've spoken to you on this podcast, I'd love it if you could make it. I've got July sorted, August sorted, September I am sorting. Hopefully by the time the July show is finished, September will be sorted. And I would love it if by the September show, I'm turning people away because it's so popular. That's on me to work on. That will be very much at the top of my to-do list in August to build that audience around Saddest Night Out. And by proxy, loads of Japanese bands. But that's all for now. I've been Roy. You've been outstanding. Thank you very much for listening. And I'll catch you on the next episode. Take care.